the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, there is a very good chance that if you voted for Donald Trump in the 2020 election, you might be under indictment in Georgia. That's what it looks like to me as we begin a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, 19 defendants, uh, unless you didn't stay up late enough last night to watch uh, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis announce what uh, had already been released on the Georgia District Attorney's website yesterday, except then it was taken down. Uh, Clerical error. Fannie Willis can't explain how the exact charges that were later announced against Donald Trump were uploaded in what certainly appeared to be a very official-looking document uh, in the early evening or late afternoon. Uh, One of the many head-scratching developments In the latest demonstration of the continual pursuit of putting Donald Trump behind bars for the rest of his life. Thanks for joining us here on the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 The Answer. We will be joined at 12.05 today by Republican strategist Mahek Cook. I'm sure Mahek will have thoughts on Trump's indictment. And uh, maybe she's in it. Uh, Who knows? Uh, Trump's attorneys are in it. Rudy Giuliani's in it. Jenna Ellis is in it. Mark Meadows, the uh, former chief of staff. For Donald Trump, uh, if you voted for Trump, and a couple of guys I go to church with, one in particular, who's always sending me links to election funny business, I I got to call my friend today and say, hey, watch out. If there's a knock on the door, have your wife answer it. That way you can't get served with papers, because it sure looks like anybody who had any question at all about the authenticity, the veracity of the 2020 Georgia presidential election tally. <laughs> you know, that old Jeff Foxworthy bit, you might be a redneck. Uh, the the Fannie Willis bit is, you might be under indictment. Um, let me just flash back to election night 2020. See if I imagine this. See if I dreamt it. Perhaps you remember. We're watching the election results roll in, right? And it looks really good for Trump. Early in the evening looks really good for Trump. And then we got to what? Um, was it 11? Was it 12? Was it after 12? I don't know. But do you remember? Because I certainly do. I remember hearing that they were going to stop counting the ballots in Georgia, specifically in Atlanta. They were going to stop counting the ballots because they had a flood at the Fulton County election headquarters a flood yeah the banks of the is there a river in atlanta Uh, anyway maybe a sudden rainstorm a geyser blew i don't know what happened but they had a flood and they were gonna have to suspend the counting of the ballots okay so i thought maybe i was crazy i thought maybe i dreamt that i thought maybe that was just another 
demonstration of my uh, extremist views. So I Googled today, 2020 Georgia election, comma, flood. And wouldn't you know, I didn't imagine it, up popped a story from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the paper of record in Atlanta. Here's the headline. Fulton County election results delayed after pipe bursts. I read the story. Here's the paragraph that jumped off the page at me. They plan to stop scanning absentee ballots at 10.30 p.m. and pick it back up in the morning. No official could explain before press time why Fulton was stopping its count of absentee ballots at that time, only saying that was the procedure. Now, if you remember the 2020 presidential election nationwide, it was the first presidential election ever conducted in the midst of or in the aftermath of, depending upon how you view the COVID pandemic, It was the first that ever happened with widespread mail-in and absentee ballots because you weren't safe without a mask and an N95 and two boosters and, you know, whatever else. So in Fulton County, they, here's the key word, planned to stop scanning absentee ballots at 10.30 p.m. and pick it back up in the morning. Why did they plan to do that? Is this not a pressing matter? The presidential election in the United States of America, it's not like it happens every month or year. They planned to stop counting them at 10.30 p.m. And then when they stopped, they were like, ah, there's a flood. There's a flood. Maybe everybody working knocked over their water glasses at the same time. And there was just too much water on the floor to continue counting the ballots. They planned to stop scanning absentee ballots at 10.30 p.m. and pick it back up in the morning. No official could explain before press time why Fulton was stopping its count of absentee ballots at that time, only saying that was the procedure. Hmm, really? That was the procedure? Well, they'd never had this many absentee ballots before. Why would you have a procedure for something you'd never encountered before? Or maybe you saw it coming and you wanted to have a procedure, so you hatched a procedure to stop counting ballots at 10.30 p.m. Why am I starting my show with something that happened in November of 2020, rather than the indictment, because it is ludicrous to have something as head-scratching as a plan to stop counting absentee ballots at 10.30 p.m. on the night of a presidential election and then expect the candidate who lost that election in your state by only 11,000 votes, thus guaranteeing Joe Biden's election as president of the United States. I submit that it is ridiculous to indict someone for questioning a Georgia election when there was this kind of, huh, why are they doing that? Why are they doing, what, what, a flood in Atlanta? You're going to stop counting on the night of the election at 10.30 p.m.? Your state is kind of important. It's known as a swing state. Yet Donald Trump is not allowed to question the results of the election. He is charged, so are 18 others, with threatening democracy. Did you ever notice, because I've noticed, the very people who want to safeguard democracy are, coincidentally or not, 
the exact same people who want to take away your freedom of speech and criminalize it. I mean, really, if you envision yourself going into a building somewhere, let's say like some some public facility, Dublin Rec Center, Gahanna Gahanna Lincoln High School, whatever, and they're going to have a meeting, they're going to have two meetings at the Franklin County Library, wherever. They're going to have two meetings, and you'd like to attend both because you're a Democrat, okay? The first meeting is the meeting of the citizens to protect democracy. And your battle cry is, of course, democracy, democracy, democracy. You want to attend that meeting. But you would also like to attend the meeting of the citizens necessitating speech monitoring. You'd like to attend that meeting. I have good news for you. You can attend both meetings because they are the same meeting. (laughs) I laughed at the absurdity of this. As I was watching TV last night and the Trump indictment came on, I was like, I wonder how the average American voter is viewing all this because I'm not the average American voter. I'm in here immersed in headlines every day. I'm talking politics. I'm well-versed in the stupidity of Alvin Bragg's indictment and Jack Smith's indictments and this clear grandstand move by Fannie Willis in Fulton County to, you know, one, two, three, look at me, America. I'm not the average American voter. A lot of you guys listening to this show, disqualifies you as the average American voter. You're going to vote for whoever the Republican nominee is. You say you won't. Oh, only vote for Trump. Well, if you're that way, you're an idiot. Because if you don't vote for the Republican nominee, you're giving an advantage to whoever the Democratic nominee is. The dead body masquerading as Joe Biden or the dead brain masquerading as Kamala Harris or You know, the dead soul masquerading as Gavin Newsom or Gretchen Whitmer. So you got to vote for the conservative because an election is a not a perfect choice. It is a choice of better or worse. But I don't know how most people view this. I don't know if people understand that the same meeting is those who want to say they safeguard democracy and those who say that, you know, really think we ought to monitor speech because speech is dangerous, misinformation, on and on and on and on and on. It's really interesting yesterday to watch this unfold and then to, I do this because I love you and I don't want you to have to do it, so I do it for you, flip over to MSNBC to get a flavor of what they're saying over there because they obviously look at life through a different lens. Uh, guess who was on the Rachel Maddow show? None other than Hillary Clinton. Uh, we'll play you what Hillary Clinton had to say and get to the bottom of why this indictment appeared before it was issued. So the first hour of the show will be broadcast live on Twitter and on uh, Facebook pages uh, under my name, as well as, of course, like always, the answer Facebook page, the Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page. And uh, this is giving me a chance to build a place or places for you to find the show if, in fact, I'm not going to be doing the show. 
uh, once I'm certified as a candidate for my local school board. That will happen, I think, in another week if I'm not certified, which I don't know why I wouldn't be, unless maybe Fannie Willis is in charge or Jack Smith or Alvin Bragg is in charge of certifying uh, the signatures (laughs) on my petition. Uh, But if I am certified and if the uh, powers that be here and at Salem nationally don't allow me to do the show because of equal time concerns, uh, I want to have as many places for you to find the show as possible. So we'll have details on that if, in fact, that develops. But that is a possibility lurking out there. Now, as I said yesterday, the uh, 19-count Donald Trump and others indictment. No, they're not 19 counts. It's uh, 41 charges against 19 defendants. Uh, My favorite charge is where Donald Trump is indicted for telling people to turn the television to a certain channel that was covering the Georgia election recount. That's right. You cannot tell people to turn on television coverage that you have nothing to do with just to watch it. So the greatest demonstration of what a clown show this is, is that in the late afternoon or early evening, the charges against Trump and others who were charged with uh, racketeering here, a scheme to overthrow the Georgia election. The whole spate of charges were released on the official Georgia district attorney website. Now, uh, I would assume uh, if you were the Georgia Fulton County district attorney, you would know how that document got released on the website. But, of course, you expect too much. Uh, Here is Fannie Willis last night explaining, or not, how the actual charges against Trump were released on the website before the final witnesses came in and testified before the grand jury and before the grand jury took a vote on whether the charges that were proposed should be upheld. I am not an expert on clerks duties um, or even administrative duties. I wouldn't know how to work that system and so I'm not going to speculate. Next question. Ah, she wouldn't know. She's not an expert on that. Doesn't it happen under her office? Isn't she the boss of her office? Uh, Trump's attorney, Elena Haba, was on Fox and Friends this morning discussing with Brian Kilmeade and others Uh, just how weird and ridiculous this was. This is what I think happened. There was a clerical error. I think there was a due process violation. I think that the fact that they had the indictment prior to the grand jury voting on the indictment. And all the witnesses have not been heard yet. No. So what they what happened was, and we do know this, there were witnesses that were scheduled to come in on Tuesday. I was suspecting that this would come down Tuesday. Unfortunately, because of the hiccup, or as they call the fictitious document that went up, which, by the way, was exactly what the indictment was. So they lied. That's what I'm saying. And they go in and load it up and panic, start calling the witnesses, and this did happen. They started calling the witnesses and rushing them in yesterday. That's why the court stayed open late. That's why they ran people in. There was somebody on CNN that literally left from the grand jury, went into the courtroom, and then went on air and was saying, I was just in the grand jury. They rushed me, and I was supposed to be there tomorrow. And now I'm in. And people aren't reporting this. You know what else they're not reporting? That Fannie had her, her campaign website put up on Thursday and then updated on Friday. That says it all. That says it all. Uh, it certainly says a lot. Uh, now, I also am not an expert on uh, uploading official documents to uh, district attorney websites. But I got to think that 
you have to have typed up the charges in a document that looks for every bit like the official document. You got to have that document prepared and finished for somebody to upload it to the site by mistake, don't you? And I would think that you wouldn't be able to complete that document until you actually hear from every witness and actually take a vote as to whether or not the grand jury wants to charge or return uh, a no bill, which is, no, that charge doesn't carry the weight of something that we think the president and the 18 other co-conspirators need to be charged with. Now, uh, the uh, lunacy and uh, head-scratching nature of this uh, is not confined entirely to Fannie Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney. Last night, as I said on MSNBC, I happened upon a conversation between Rachel Maddow and Hillary Clinton. Now, you might remember, I do, Hillary Clinton has referred to Donald Trump repeatedly after her defeat by Trump in 2016 as an illegitimate president and that the election was stolen and you can conduct the best campaign and the election can literally be stolen from you. Um, All of that was ringing through my head while I was listening to Rachel Maddow and Hillary Clinton say stuff like this. One of the things that we have learned by living it in these past few years is that democracy needs the trust of the people. That's right. That um, the system of democracy at its heart is the idea that the people get to decide how we are governed. And if we be- if we no longer believe that our will is effectuated through the system, if bad actors tell us falsely that every election is stolen and that the only way an election is uh, trustworthy is if they t- come out on top of it, um, then something it's, it, it's t- tells you something not just about that person or that moment. It maybe wounds us as a democracy and in a way that is hard to repair. Mm-hmm. What do you think about how we get better um, after the wounds that have been inflicted on us through this process? Well, oh, this I think, will be good. you know, the truth matters. Um, I think having these cases be brought and be brought in such professional manners, we'll see how they unfold. Obviously, uh, the trials, um, if there are trials, are going to be critically important. But the article you mentioned that I published about the weaponization of loneliness really does, in my view, point to the larger cultural concerns, because the lack of trust, the divisiveness, the undermining of faith in ourselves, in each other, uh, respect for our institutions, uh, the rule of law, all of that has been deliberately inculcated within our body politic. Gee, I wonder who inculcated it. Uh, wouldn't have been her questioning the 2016 election. It wouldn't have been people questioning Ohio's election results when George W. Bush was elected. It wouldn't have been Al Gore uh, belly aching about hanging chads, would it? Um, would it? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.